my first day experience was was wildly different than yours. She was a real person, so that's number one. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, did she show up? Because this is an entirely I saw different her. genre now. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, bitches, on another beautiful week. I am your host, Stephen Woodson, and joining me as always is my quick-witted co-host, Keith Parker. I was not expecting <laughs> that. You got me there. I'm now just trying to find ways to, to throw you off at the beginning of the episode. I appreciate it and don't at the same time. So, <laughs> <laughs> And you guys are listening to Congratulations, You're Divorced. Parker, what's going on, man? Besides the fact that some of my favorite bands are coming to town from the 2000s and it made me immediately feel old as hell because I was excited about the offspring simple plan and some 41 are all coming to Simmons bank arena and 2007 and me immediately lit up and I got excited and I texted <laughs> our little group chat and immediately felt 115 years old because my sister and some other people in the chat had no clue who those bands were until I started sending songs. It was really disappointing. It broke my absolute heart. <laughs> um, but in the midst of drowning my sorrows in uh, early 2000s punk rock, I ran across one of my favorite bands, Blink-182, and uh, caught myself uh, singing a song called uh, First Date. And I got just a good hearty chuckle out of that because... It immediately took me back to my first date post-divorce and how much of an absolute <laughs> shit show that was. That so, was the worst thing. That's the most I've ever been sad for someone in my entire life was your first date experience. I mean, first dates are supposed to be terrifying post-divorce, but your first date wasn't exactly a bed of roses either. So do you want to start with the catastrophic shit show that was mine, or would you like to start on your side of the fence? Yeah, I like that. Let's start there. Uh, so first dates... And yours mm -hmm. is an absolute catastrophic failure. So let's just go ahead and walk everybody through. Uh, first things first, how long did you wait before your first official date post-divorce? Um, if we're talking about first date, I dated someone not too long after my divorce, right? Just like a few months. But I didn't really know what I was doing. I wasn't really dating with a purpose. It was kind of dating with a why not, like I'm kind of here thing. So where I would like to take it is my first dating attempt after hot boy summer, because hot boy summer for me was the levelizer for, okay, now we're dating with a purpose. We're dating, looking for a wife, right? We're taking this seriously. Mm -hmm. So I did what everyone told me to do. And what you, know, you were doing is that I downloaded some dating apps and I had no luck on Tinder to finding anything serious because it's Tinder and it is what it is. So I'm pretty sure I ended up deleting that one. Bumble was about the most useless app I had on my phone because a story for another day is the uh, only person I ever matched with on Bumble, oddly enough, was my ex-wife. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a story for another day there. But so Hinge was the one that you had had some success on. I love that you just try to blow right past that. Oh, we're going to skim right past that because we're going we're gonna to come back to that one another day. So, okay, fine. Because that was I'll give a, it to you. I was not in a good mental health state when that happened. <laughs> and I did not match for her for the reasons that you think that I matched. So pin that. We'll come back to that one later. The suspense that you're building in the show. You're welcome. <laughs> this is why you got to stay tuned. But so Hinge, I fumbled through 
you know, Hinge trying to come up with cheeky comments on their prompts or, you know, responding intellectually to photos or just trying to, you know, stumble my way through these first encounters, right? Trying to or put my best foot forward, right? But eventually, um, I match with someone and hindsight's 2020 because I'm sitting here and I'm getting ready to tell this story and I'm just, I have a big smile on my face and I'm chuckling because I'm a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I should have seen some red flags here, but she was very pretty. Uh, not exactly my type, but pretty and was responding, which was rare on the app. If I ever got a match, just getting a conversation out of someone besides what's up, how's it going? Favorite color ghost. Like, you know, that was, (laughs) it's tough out there. The bar is set so low that if you, it's just, if they're pretty and if they respond, (laughs) that was to the point. Like I, I was just like, finally someone to have a fucking conversation with. And we chatted a bit and I remember you playing in my head from some of our conversations about like, Hey, don't wait. Like if y'all vibe, like try to seal a first date, try to get a meetup. Right. So that you can, you can see if you and that person actually vibe. The goal is to kind of move it off app as, as soon as you can, if you have a good vibe with the person. Yeah. And you know, so I'm heeding this, right. Taking this advice from you, I'm rolling it through in my head and I'm like, you know, it's, you know, it's fine. It's about time. Like I, I want to meet up with this person. I want to see what they're about. And the conversation goes totally fine. You know, she's from a small town. I'm from a small town. She doesn't have a big social media presence. I don't have a big social media presence. So I think she's just a small town girl. It's quiet. And I'm like, all right. So we set up a date at the flying saucer downtown, right? I think seven o'clock, man. Do you remember that day? I do. Like I do. Cause I was a goddamn wreck all day, right? Just, I could have thrown up starting from that morning up until Frankly, that evening, uh, it, all day, my nerves were shot. I, I, my, my outfit never seemed perfect. Whatever I was thinking about wearing, I, I was worried about my hair. I was worried about what I smelled like, what I, how I was going to talk, where I was going to sit in the restaurant. It was a fucking shit show. And uh, But yeah, without beating a dead horse, right? Guy that suffers from anxiety is getting ready to go on first date. It is no surprise that I'm a ball of nerves and wrecked all day. But I make it. Right. We make the plan. Flying saucer. Seven o'clock. I'll be there. I'm the kind of guy I show up early. That's just who I am. I'm 15 minutes early to pretty much everything. Um, I get parked, take a big, deep breath, finish my last cigarette because I don't want to smell like smoke in front of the new girl. Right. I want to make a good first impression. Make sure my jacket's good. Make sure I ain't got no ash on me. Do a little little mouthwash. All right. (laughs) We're good. Even your sound effects. We can make this. (laughs) (laughs) well dude like i was i was parked in the parking deck and the parking deck to the flying saucers only a maybe 150 200 yards but i'm that dude i might as well have ran a marathon like that well i felt like dead man walking because it was just i don't know why but it felt like my impending doom was waiting waiting for me as i walked through that door like having to sit across the table from someone and go okay well like is this someone that i can start the rest of my life with so before we get too deep in this, like, what was that conversation like leading up to it? So everything like, I don't, not without spoilers, you know, we don't want to get too far into the story, but what were you guys vibing really well? Like, was the conversation good? Did she seem to be actually interested in you? Was she asking good questions to learn more about your personality? What's, what's going on between the two of you? So the conversation was very shallow. It didn't feel shallow at the time because I hadn't had any conversation at that level. But we had the generic, like when I tell you that basic script, if I, if I was going to say, Hey, what first three questions are you going to ask someone, right? Mm -hmm. Favorite movie, favorite color, favorite 
flower, what like you you know, pick of three favorites, right? The same bullshit that all of us had to talk uh, about. Yeah. So we ran through that. We talked music, you know, similar bands, similar hobbies, just being outdoors and doing doing redneck shit. Um, she had something on her profile about like technology and crypto. So I thought that was really interesting because I didn't find that many people had that on there. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about tech. Um all surface level conversations, nothing super crazy or super in depth, but enough to enough to vibe where you're like, all right, there's like six or seven connection points between us, like topics to talk about. So there's clearly enough for us to discuss this back and forth on the app, right? So surely to God, we can have a decent conversation in person. Yeah. So she's got enough attributes, started enough conversations on things that you're interested in. And that, that led you to saying, okay, let's actually set this up. Let's go out on a date. Let's have some fun and, and see where this goes. Yeah, she's pretty. She talks about music that I like. She talks about tech that I can talk about. Good enough, right? right. <laughs> like, let's go. So when you walk into Flying Saucer, you're you're genuinely excited about like the way this night could could go. Terrified, yes, because it's a it's a first date. It's usually awkward meeting someone new, but you are genuinely excited about starting a conversation and getting to know each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's you know, it's it's candy coated with all the terrifying thoughts, right, that go around first dates. But yeah. Because it's an exciting moment, right? It's the first time that I'm actually with purpose moving in a direction in my life, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm going, I'm going to give this a good solid attempt. I'm not just doing this because you're, be, you're being that. an adult, is what you're being, is making adult choices, big moves for yourself, yeah. trying to push yourself forward and and get back out into society. Yeah, this could be a giant miss, it could be a giant win, but I'm not sure because I haven't really tried at this point. So mm-hmm. You know, let's let's swing, right? Like you don't get better unless you take reps. So let's take a rep here. Like let's basic connections, pretty enough. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. Let's try to hook, let's try to see this in person. So you're right. As I walk into the flying saucer and as I sit down and get my drink, there is like this bubbling, almost childlike excitement, right? That almost immediately gets washed over with crazy anxiety, but then it <laughs> bubbles back up, right? And you're like, oh, what? What if she's prettier in person? What if she's funny? What if she's this, what if she's that? And you kind of start building a story in your head, right? And it's an up and down story, right? You have the positive things and oh, what if she's a serial killer? What if she's got yeah. a crazy ex? What if uh, her baby daddy's <laughs> absolutely insane? You know, all of these terrible thoughts. But like some of the early ones kind of get out of your head, right? Because you're like, well, like at least she didn't ghost me in conversation like some of these other people did. Or, you know, at least I know she's real. At least I know she's not a fucking bot, right? Like I had this fucking conversation with her yeah so she's following um, through with you it's uh yeah it's real right it's a real date oh my god it's a real fucking date like i'm here i'm sitting at this stupid table waiting on this fucking date to happen you get to do this again that's the crazy thing amidst all the fear and excitement it's like oh my god like i i never thought i'd go on a first date again here i am like this i should try to enjoy this right like this is something that not a lot of people get to do if you especially for us we weren't very happy in our marriages so it's just like you get that second chance a second chance at like pure bliss See, and in that moment, like, I wish I could have appreciated a little bit like that because I, I didn't yeah, really appreciate are, that first date aspect those are hindsight of it. Yeah, but it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. But in that, you know, in that moment, I wish I would have been able to kind of like release my shoulders a little bit and go, you know what? Like, if this doesn't go well, like, fuck it. It's not, this isn't make or break, right? Like, I don't have to go into isolation if this doesn't go well. Mm. Like, I'm making this out as if this is like a prearranged marriage. And if I fuck this up, it's dishonor on me and my horse and everybody, right? Like, <laughs> well, you it's don't just, know that. You don't know that in the moment. I mean, none of that stuff comes in in the moment. You're just scared no, shitless because no. you're about to talk to a girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and they have cooties, from what I heard, if I remember correctly. (laughs) It's uh, it's not, yeah, you don't get to push her down and run away, and she just knows you like her. (laughs) Yeah, like, I want to go back to playing dodgeball and passing notes. What happened to that? Like, Red Rover. Like, let's go. That's called a a misdemeanor Uh, sexual assault if you do it now. (laughs) Oh, man. So, So, yeah. So, you're sitting there waiting. Thoughts are swimming through your head. What happens next? Well, I'm, I'm sitting there, right? And I'm trying to calm myself down. And I, I, I would like to say that I wasn't obsessively checking my phone, but I was obsessively, obsessively checking my phone. I, I watched that clock pretty much count down minute for minute from 645, or I think it was 647 when I actually sat down, to 7 o'clock, just waiting for this gorgeous blonde woman to walk through the door. Mm-hmm. And I sat there like a puppy waiting for their fucking owner to come home. <laughs> just sad dog eyes staring at the window. <laughs> It really was. I was like, who's going to adopt me, right? Like, who's <laughs> coming to get me? Uh, and, man, and then then it hits like 7.05, right? And I'm like, well, traffic happens, right? Like, yeah, you, you people are late. late. Um, but let me tell you, as that clock continued to go past 7, the entire every five minutes, it felt like the world collapsed just a little bit because the mood around me was changing. Because keep in mind... When I walked in, I'm dressed up, looking good. I tell the hostess, there's two people. I tell the waitress, there's two people. And I was like, yes, you should be here around seven because I'm like a little kid and can't hold in any information. I'm telling everybody what's going on in my life and I'm excited. <laughs> so the staff knows yeah. that it's a, it's a first date. Yeah. They know that I'm expecting someone, right? There's two menus. There's two waters. I, you know, I've got my little whiskey there because I was going to at least get a, a one in before she got there just to try to calm my nerve. Yeah. But now the clock clicks to seven ten. Now she's 10 minutes late. Well, now I check my phone and I don't have any notifications because like I didn't have her number, right? Like I, I know you were on my case about this, but like, I don't like people having my phone number. So I just stick with messaging on the app, right? That mm-hmm. was just my thing. So I check the app and I'm like, you know, you refresh it, right? Like you're scrolling up or down or whatever. And you're like, maybe the messages ain't loaded. Like surely yeah. she messaged me and it, I just ain't heard from her. Who? I mean, 10 minutes late, you don't message anybody, right? You, you could at least tell someone you run them 10 minutes late first date. Yeah. Um, Have a little bit of respect. As I'm going through all that in my head, right? The waitress walks by and now she has a look on her face. And I know that look and it's pity. <laughs> because as a woman, she realizes that that bitch ain't showing up. <laughs> she ain't coming. Regardless of how the conversation went, she realizes before I have that I have been stood up. When did you notice it? That It was at that moment. Like I said, it was about 10, 10 12 <laughs> minutes is when, because I was starting to panic, right? It was at that yeah, moment. Was, he knew he fucked up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That is when my anxiety started becoming real, right? All the stuff that I squashed on the sidewalk on the way in, they're now live in front of me because now it's like, of course she wouldn't show up. You fucking loser. (laughs) Why would she show up? What do you have to offer? So I'm like, I'll get some more whiskey. I'll quiet those demons down. I'll give her another like 10 minutes, right? But realization hit at 745. That's a long, long time. Whoa. You sat there for 45 minutes. How many drinks? I sat there for 45 minutes. Only two drinks because I was still holding on to some weird, odd hope that she would show up and I didn't want to be fucked up drunk when she got there. Yeah. So I did. I had two drinks and I went outside and I smoked a cigarette 
And the whole time I was like, the look from the waitress gets worse and worse, right? I refuse to tap out. She sees me (laughs) refusing to tap out and she's like, bruh, give it up. It's done. What are you doing here? (laughs) And she, for, if I, I, if I knew her name, I would send her a fucking gift card because she was so sweet to me. She, in the most Southern way, just let me down, like in the most gentle way possible of just baby, like she ain't coming. It looks like you need to find something else to do with your evening. Oh God. And I was just like, that's the worst. Fuck you. Yeah. You're like, you're right. Thank you. But fuck you at the same time. Like, oh man. So man, I, I feel like I'm about to cry. I feel embarrassed because there's a couple tables that have been there the entire time I have groups of tables, right? Like two, three couples, two, three couples over here. And I feel like at this point, they could have or they could not have. But in my head, they knew everything. Oh, they 100%. Not to pile pile on the shame, but they 100% knew everything. (laughs) They knew How many times have you and I done that nowadays? Like, we that's what we do. We sit there and we watch other couples or we watch other dates happen and we bet money on whether or not they're going to make it. (laughs) Yes. And you made some people. Somebody cleared. (laughs) Somebody cleared house, man. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody had a hellacious no show parlay and they fucking cleared that table. And uh, if only they would have had some insider information for scamming and everything else, they may have hit like a, you know, a four way parlay (laughs) on me that night because getting, getting stood up is bad enough. That's a bad feeling. It's, it's not good for anybody. I, I, I don't think I've ever stood anyone up if I did my bad, but it, it was a horrible feeling, horrible realization. And so I pay my tab, like I said, around 745, I stand up and I feel like crying. I feel like crying. I can feel it in my chest, in the back of my throat. And I'm like, you know what? Cry in the truck. Like, like a real man. Walk, like, don't you walk cry out in front with your dignity. People. Just make yeah. it to the truck. <laughs> Whatever's left, right? If there's a shred <laughs> of shit left, you pick that dignity off the table and you limp your wounded ass back to the parking garage and you cry in the truck over camel lights like a real man. Like an like, adult. <laughs> yes, like an adult. And oh god, man, I was probably about halfway back to the truck and my phone buzzes. And I'm like, I know it better not be this bitch. <laughs> um, so I pull it up. It's a hinge notification from her. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I lost track of time. I got a flat tire. And I was like, <laughs> you got okay. two excuses in one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, OK, like. Well, like, all right, you had a flat tire. Like, so some of my anger starting to subside, right? Immediately. I'm like, well, you could have reached out earlier, but I get it. You don't have any emotional attachment to me. And like, you had a flat tire. So it is what it is. So I'm having these thoughts in my head. Yeah. You're justifying everything, letting it all process. Mm-hmm. Then that second message comes through and it says, hey, can you send me $500? <laughs> and I was like, Okay. for towing plus a new tire. (laughs) How's that that emotional connection now? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, one, felt more anger than I had ever felt in my entire existence for about three and a half seconds because, like, I got duped. I got scammed. I was like, you bold bitch. 
How <laughs> dare like you don't even know my story. You don't know the fucking trenches I had to crawl through just to message you back, much less try to meet your scamming ass in person. Jesus. So Bro, have that immediate. I, I want to give you a hug right now, and I know this is in the past. <laughs> I feel so Dude, my bad. My girlfriend said the same thing. Yeah, when I told her this story. Oh my god, does, it's horrible. It's horrifying. That is the absolute worst case scenario that can happen. That that is one of the worst uh, worst scenarios in which I can still live at the end of the night. Yeah. Right. Like uh, I got stood up, and then on top of it, not only was I getting stood up, but it was a scam. Apparently, the whole fucking time, because after I told her kindly that she could go fuck herself and not to ever message me again. I reported the profile. And then like two days later, like her shit was, it was banned. So I guess like it was just somebody just picking, picking at people just out here doing the Lord's Uh, work, getting rid of bots for us, Parker. Yeah. Just one at a time. Uh, well, let me tell you, I won't be doing it fucking again. You can do it with the bots on your own, bitches. That's why there's a report button. Like, uh, because I mean, that dude, that shook my whole, I was like, I'm done. I think that was one of the ones that almost sent me to the woods because I was like, really? I get stood up and scammed in the same date? Like lightning I mean, it, struck me twice? Honestly, it should. And and you're a very strong man for continuing to try and find love and happiness at the end of that because I, I, I can honestly tell you that if that happened to me, I, I probably would have given up. I mean, that, that hits so many emotional landmines that I, th- mm. there's so much there that you can easily not recover from trust in women, trust in yourself, confidence. Uh, I mean, trust in, in the way apps even work. You're like your safety mm-hmm. protocols, your malware. Like there's so much there that gets questioned. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's literally, it, it started becoming for me. Like if I can't see this person, they're not real. Like that's how I was. I was almost immediately ready to delete all the apps and be like, you know what? If if God wants me to meet someone, he better fucking deliver them in person because this <laughs> digital shit ain't go, I ain't, I ain't getting scammed again. Like yeah. <laughs> this ain't happening. So man. And I thought, I thought getting catfished by a Mormon was a unique experience, but catfishing seems a little bit like a strong term. I was like, if there was, I wish there was a, a diet version of catfishing. Like, yeah. <laughs> and without she, going to urban dictionary, she minnowed know, me. Like, <laughs> min- <laughs> Parker's dead. That's the end of the show. Just dead. <laughs> dead. D E D. Dead. All lowercase period at the end. <laughs> well, so I got led on that she was something else and it just it spiraled into this whole thing. So my first day experience was was wildly different than yours. She was a real person, so that's number one. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, did she show up? Because this is a she showed this up. Is an entirely I saw different her. Right now. <laughs> We just went from fiction to nonfiction. Did I fuck that up? Fiction's fake. Nonfiction's fake. I don't know. I don't go to the library. Which one's the right one? <laughs> one's fiction fake. One's true. I don't read. Fiction is fake. <laughs> fiction's fake. Nonfiction's true. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. What line were yeah, you? We're in two to different say? genres now. <laughs> yeah, because we went from fiction to nonfiction, right? Mine was a story about someone that could have existed, and yours <laughs> actually showed up. So yeah, we're on different sides of the library for sure. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, my. <laughs> this is fun. I like this. I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> I'm having, yeah, I'm having a good time right now. So. <laughs> I was like, you're gonna, you're gonna have to walk me through what getting minnowed by a Mormon looks like. 
Your editing is going to be so fucking hard this episode. Oh my God. Just I can't stop laughing. Do you know how much muscle it took not to laugh while fucking saying that statement? Like, you try saying that goddamn statement. Yeah. I found our new t shirt design, by the way. It's a Jesus fish on Tinder. <laughs> just a little tiny Jesus fish. Oh my God. <laughs> Pull this shit together. So yeah, I got <laughs> I got minnowed by a Mormon, and I'll now take a second to explain what that means. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so I didn't know she was a Mormon, and I'm not trying to attack Mormons. Uh, I, I respect you. We believe different things, but I, I respect you as long as you're trying to be kind and, and spread love. So anyway, I believed that uh, she was non-denominational. She had the Christian label on her dating profile, and if you're on dating profile. Files, you you know by now that like that is a that's a big thing like what faith are you agnostic atheist catholic christian mm-hmm. you know you have all these different options and it does matter because like it can really depend on the type of person that you're going to be and the thing is in those dating profiles is getting picky and and choosing all that stuff so i thought i had my dating filters set right and we get into a pretty solid conversation Things are jiving pretty well, and she seems interested. I feel interested, and you know she's cute. Same criteria that we talked about with you, and mm-hmm. commonalities looks cute. Good conversation. <clears throat> All right, yeah. So we had taken it off app at this point, and we're texting each other, and we set up a good time to go get some dinner. And <clears throat> dinner doesn't quite work. She's got something going on that night, but she does hit me back with the option two, and that was that was where I kind of knew I had my in. Like this person does want to meet. It's not make up an excuse and bounce out or ghost or anything. She gave me a plan B. So when we made these plan changes, I have about three to four hours to kill before my date that night. I'm sitting here reading these text messages, and I'm standing in my brand new vacant apartment. No furniture, no anything. Don't even have the electricity turned on yet. And there's just enough sunlight outside coming through the blinds. There's a little bit of a draft going in there. I hear the echo coming off the walls, and I just sit there thinking to myself, this is truly a fresh start. Like, my old life's behind me. I get to move forward. This is this is awesome, right? This is good. I can I can be excited about this. I got a new place, new apartment, first date. Fuck yeah, dude! Yeah. Sun's coming through the blinds. You get to decorate the place however you want. Fresh start. Yeah, that's that's how it started. That's how it felt <laughs> for four minutes. For well, about four <laughs> seconds, because <laughs> shortly after that, it was like, yeah, fresh start. Oh my god, it's a fresh start. Oh fuck, I'm 30 years old and I'm starting over. Like. Oh my God, Parker, what the fuck have I done to screw my life up this much? I'm divorced. I'm standing in an apartment that doesn't have shit in it. I got nowhere to put my dog. Like, what am I doing with my life? (laughs) I'm freaking the fuck out, man. Like, this is way too much change, way too fast. I don't know if I can handle it. So I'm losing my shit. I work up enough courage to get in the car. And I was like, okay, I got like three, four hours before my date. I have enough time to chain smoke about half this pack of cigarettes. Go clean my car (laughs) real quick. Stop by, get an air freshener. Okay, I can do this. This will work. So I make it to Target to go pick up some air fresheners. And I find myself just standing outside in the freezing ass cold. And I call my mom. Because I'm almost in tears at this point. Because like I've... I'm so mad at my ex for putting me in this position. 
Like if it wasn't for mm-hmm. her, I didn't have to be out here asking someone what's your favorite color again. I didn't have to be out here trying to see, okay, like, do you want kids? Uh, is that something? What kind of pets do you have? Where do you plan on staying in Greenbrier forever? Like all these important but mundane questions are just running through my head. And like, I blame my ex for making me ask them. It's bullshit. Yeah. Cause I, you shouldn't have to ask them again, right? You already did it once. Like you've already gone through this before. Yeah. Why am I having to do this again? Here I am again, starting all over. Mm-hmm. So what went from excitement and pure joy and hope for a brighter tomorrow and like new beginnings now is just a peeping dumpster fire of emotional thoughts. I, I, thank God for my mom because I sat there and talked to her on the phone and I pretty much told her all that, that I was pissed at my ex, that I can't, I can't stand this. Like, I don't even really want to go. I, I would rather just go home, drink myself to sleep, cry it out. And like, cause I'm used to that. Right. Like that's, I'm, I'm that's months, normal. Yeah. I'm months away from the divorce. Now I'm used to this, this depression. I'm used to the sadness. I'm used to these tears. I'm used to feeling numb over everything. And now I'm literally being asked from another human being to not only feel something again, but to create an emotional connection and bond with this person. Like that's a big ask for someone this raw. It's major. Yeah. And here I am a dumbass, thinking that I was ready for it. So can I, can I ask a question? Yeah. What does mama say that at least calms you down enough to go, you know what? I can actually go through with this date. Was there a star moment or was it just kind of a general calming conversation of being able to vent those frustrations and then kind of reset? It was actually some really outstanding uh, non-dualistic advice from my mom. And she basically said, well, you can go on your date tonight and you can still go home and have a drink and cry if you want to. What's wrong with doing both? You know, mama. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. Like, you know what going home and crying by yourself does for you. That's what you've been doing. So if you want a chance at something new, a chance at another alternative for that night, Go out on the date. See what happens. Worst case is it's extremely awkward and you go home and be like, well, that was crazy. I guess, I guess I won't do that again. Bye Greenbrier. I'm moving to Little Rock. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, what else is there to do? Anyway, so. <laughs> so thanks to mom, I, I, I did go on the date and we're sitting there and I meet her and she's, she's cute. Um, we have a pretty decent connection. We sit down, we get some ice cream and. We just started in on a conversation. And honestly, I was vibing it. She was a very good conversationalist. I mean, we were able to connect on quite a few things. She was intellectual. She would speak on current events, but it not come off as like brash. She wasn't like super hard on her opinions. She was like understanding, seemed like it would be a great fit. And we started talking about church. I told her I was serving on the worship team and I went to NLC. And then she's like, oh, I've heard of NLC. And I was like, oh, cool. Where do you go to church? And she's like, oh, I go to the LDS church. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, sweet. Um, I haven't heard of that. What's LDS? <laughs> and she's yeah. like, oh, Church of Latter-day Saints. I was like, okay, okay. Um, like, what denomination? I don't, yeah, I, I'm I sitting there. Baptist. <laughs> I was running right. through. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, so uh, I don't I don't know what that is. Like, I, I don't, I've heard Latter-day Saints before. It's like, it's got saints in it. It's got to be close to what I worship. So, like, what <laughs> what's going on yeah. here? <laughs> seems like a solid label. Yeah, like we could we can do this. So she starts explaining to me her faith and her beliefs and they're not quite matching up with what I believe. And I'm you know me, I've never been the type of person to ignore or be rude to anybody of different faith like believe what you believe. I just respect the fact that you believe in something. And like I said, just treat treat people kind, show a lot of love, move on about your day. 
So I try to give this a shot. I try to be open-minded. It's like, okay, maybe we can believe different things. I know other people make it work that way. And, you know, I'm genuinely curious. Here in front of me is a seemingly very nice person who does have a belief system and is being kind. And it's a great conversation. So screw it. Let's, Let's see where this goes. So we leave there. We decide to go walk around Hobby Lobby. And it felt like I was in high school again. I mean, it literally felt like I was 16 and walking through Hastings <laughs> with a girl I had a crush on. I was just like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. Her mom was coming into town. So she like, I helped her pick out sheets for her guest bedroom. So her mom could stay. And, you know, we had a, we had a decent night. We left there, went to Sonic, got a drink, sat in the parking lot and not kidding you. We sat in the parking lot and talked till about two o'clock in the morning. And I was like, that's a pretty solid first date. You know, like I was so nervous. I was so worked up about all this like that. That went well. She obviously like she had so many outs where she could leave. She could go somewhere else if she wasn't interested. And Mm -hmm. the more I got curious about it, you know, I looked back and I was like, okay, that's a little bit of a PG date. Like we didn't go get a drink. We didn't do any of that stuff. Like that's that's abnormal, but I can respect this. You know, maybe she doesn't want to just like maybe she doesn't know me and trust me enough yet to do that. So I let it go. I respect that we had a good night, a great conversation. I was like, okay, you know, this is, this is something I could do again. I would be more than happy to see her again. So (laughs) fast forward to the next day and I'm telling my friend Eric that I had a good date last night. He comes over to check out the new apartment. He's going to help me move a couple things in. And I tell him, it's like, oh, by the way, like, turns out she's a Mormon. I like, I don't, I don't even really know that much about it, but I'm, I'm going to do a little bit of research and and see. And he's like, oh shit, hold on, (laughs) hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. (laughs) He's like, you got to watch out, man. Like they, they believe different things. It's like, yeah, I know. I know. I know. know. We, we had this full conversation last night. It's fine. What he was getting at was more of just being cautious with your choices, like making sure you understand the full scope of the person that you are potentially building a relationship with. So he really encouraged me. Like he gave me some reading material. He told me some websites to go to. And he said, you really need to do your research and see if this is something you're willing to check out. And that really got me thinking on the developing relationship as a whole. So as we progress over the next few days and conversation is is moving pretty well, I'm I'm taking all this stock and putting together this story in my head of what I think we could be. So if we become a, a couple and this does progress, like mm-hmm. what does that look like? Am I willing to drive 45 minutes back to go see her? Is she willing to meet me halfway? So I have to start testing these things out. And, and this is in between first and second date, right? Because the conversation's still going well. So now you're trying to just figure out logistics, right? If if this were to move forward, kind of what does this look like? You know, like how far am I going to have to test my belief system and my faith? Like how far can I reach? How far am I going to drive? Um, is it worth a drive? Is that something that I'm willing to negotiate? You, you have, it sounds like you're doing a lot of self-exploration at this point because there's enough attraction there to keep you talking to her. But there's also some obstacles that you're kind of going, mm, I don't know about that. So it was crazy to me that at the end of this first date, you know, I, I honestly, I was left with hope and I had some things I had to be curious about. I had some things I needed to research and we'll get into that in a little bit. But this, this hope really gave me a lot of inspiration because all this trauma, all this fear that I just had going into this date, it was rewarded. I got affirmations at the end of it. I'm I'm a unique and interesting person. Somebody actually wants to spend quality time with me. And I can't even fathom that you had to leave that your experience and end up being lonely after going through a catastrophic 
you know, scamming. <laughs> you like I got minnowed, you got actual catfished. Like what yeah. what do you do? Where when are we having the fish fry, Parker? That's what I need to ask. Oh, well, that's a great question. It's on Sunday at the park up here. So okay. um no, I did the second half of what your mama said that you could have done. I went home and fucking drank like an adult. <laughs> that's what you do. Um, no, I followed through with my exact plan. I got mad, I I cussed, I blocked, I reported, I walked back to the truck, I chain smoked cigarettes, I cried my eyes out because how me. could I be so gullible? Yeah, I called you. We ended up down by the river because where else do you go when chaos hits at this point in our lives? The river. It's the most peaceful spot um, where we could just go be alone with our thoughts, right? It could just be us there and we can process through. And man, it took it took a week or two, you know, to really get over that, so to speak. It was uh it was real disheartening. It made me question every person that liked or matched me after that, um, whether or not that person was real or a scam artist. Um, I mean, it really fucked up my mental process about it, about even wanting to go out on another date. But luckily, some of the processes that we had set up helped me pivot and take that. Were you in therapy at that time or had you already, I wasn't in therapy had you already at that graduated? Time. Yeah. Yeah. I'd already graduated therapy at that time. So, um, but no, I mean, I got some, you know, I got some reaffirmations from you and my sister in my little village, right? About look, shit happens. Like, you know, sometimes people get scammed. It is what it is. Own mm-hmm. up to it. Like you got, you know, you did, they didn't actually take any money, right? I didn't send anything. I just lost some time. That's all I did. I lost an hour or two. So that kind of helped me regroup was going like, you didn't like, it's not the end of the world, right? This isn't catastrophic. It doesn't make you ineligible for dating anymore because you're an idiot and you fell for this. It's okay. Dust yourself off. Laugh it off. Now you've got a funny story. Move on to the next one. Like, I do remember. Keep in mind. I do remember being really impressed and proud of you on how quickly you were willing to find the positive in it because like you kept looking at this as like, well, it's a practice, you know, like if I, I basically paid a, a robot to let me practice dating and <laughs> like yeah. you, you, you built yourself back up pretty fast. And that's like still, I mean, honestly, man, I'm still so fucking impressed with what you did because that is so disheartening and that can sweep the legs out from under you. And you, you literally just took that as an opportunity and said, okay, if I can survive this in the dating world, like who can fucking touch me? Well, that, that mindset was very much the David Goggins, Jocko Willenick mindset. I was real deep into their literature and podcast and social media at that point of just turning the absolute worst thing in your life to no matter what it is, it's a positive period. So refresh everybody's memory real quick on what, what Jocko Willenick did. Cause I know that was really inspirational for you and his theory on just the simple word. Good. Yeah. It's a real quick video. It's like two minutes and 43 seconds or something. It's on our website in the tool bag. Um, it's going to be posted on our social media at some point in time, but the video simply states that no matter what happens in your life, you can always respond with the word good, because if you can say the word good, that means you have breath and that means you can still fight. So no matter how hard you get leg swept or what kicks you off your feet, as long as you can say the words good, which I could very clearly say, right? I was still standing upright. Nobody took my apartment. My truck was still out in the parking lot. It's fine. So you got stood up good. So after going through the grieving process, which I think is important because I very easily could have just buried it and hopped right back on the cycle, but I allowed myself to feel these emotions, the shame, the sadness, the isolation, the embarrassment, all of it, right? Cycled through it, admitted it, owned up to it, and then moved on to the next thing. Good. All right. Now I learned something. And even to this day, I still take that good mindset into all of the opportunities that I take. Um, And no matter how they turn out, good or bad. So looking back, like you have to be so proud of how you handled that situation. 
that it's, I mean, everything you said there is 100% true. No revisionist history, none of that. That was, you simply took something that should leg sweep you and bodied it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, there were two choices, right? It's very, life is gray, but this was, this was very black and white. Gather yourself and move on. Don't ever date again. That was, that was the two choices I had in my head. Well, very clearly one bad date does not mean that all bad dates, right? Yeah. You just, you fucked up. You, one bad gym session doesn't mean that going to the gym is bad. One bad hike doesn't mean I hate hiking. If I've crashed when I'm riding my bike, that doesn't mean I'm not a cyclist anymore. One bad date doesn't make me ineligible. So yeah. you just take that, wrap it up, move on. How long did you wait before now, you tried it again? Uh, it was probably close to like a week and a half. Um, cause I think I, I think I pulled up the app after like day three and ended up just like swiping left all day, I guess, like just yeah. rejecting everybody. <laughs> and I, I, that's when I realized like, Oh, I'm just not in the mindset to look at people. Yeah. Like I don't, can, I don't fucking you can be care. not in the mood. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. I was just like, no, sweetie, I'm not in the mood. Like no hinge back to Reddit. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but then, you know, after, like I said, after going through the grieving process, after dealing with it the way I needed to deal with it, you know, being with friends and family and being outside in nature and things, you kind of recenter, you recalibrate and you reload, reengage. And you're like, okay, that's, that's what it is. So yeah, probably about, eh, about 10 days, but you lucky bastard, you didn't have to deal with any of that. You had gleeful optimism after your first date, your person was real. You had a good conversation. You stayed out later and you thought, walk me through the happiness. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't all like puppies and rainbows. Like I, we still had this big difference in faith and that was, mm-hmm. that was something I had to monitor. I had to, I had to pay respect to, I had to put in the research, put in the work and figure out, is this something that I can even move forward with? So we set up a date too. She comes over to my apartment. We watch a couple movies. We hang out. It's fine. Like everything's going well. Another long night. Like we just sat there and talked and it was, it was good. She drove back to her place and the entire time I'm just questioning, okay, is this something that I actually want to work? Is this, was there other stuff bubbling up that besides the, the difference in faith or was the second date just reconfirmation of the first one? Uh, so the second date was like date 1.2. It was just a continuation. It's like we ran out of time on the first date and this was just a continuation of all the conversations that we didn't get to get in. I had also okay. made a list previously on questions that I wanted to ask her to, that, that weren't just faith oriented. I wanted to see, you know, her personality type. I had different things I wanted to learn about her. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. like we all know, dates are basically interviews. They're more social interviews. You, you pretty much have to plug away at a person and just see what you can find out. Mm-hmm. And, um, where this really took a turn was between dates two and three, I'm at church on a Sunday morning and I'm playing drums get done with the first set. I go sit back in the green room and I get a text from her and she says, Hey, I'm in the back row. And I was like, um, at my church okay. at my, yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you're here We're at your church. Yeah. Like, what do you, yeah. What do you yeah. go to the front? What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay. So she, she popped in like, that's interesting. I was like, Oh, I, okay. I didn't like, awesome. Um, I'll try to come say hi as soon as I get a second. And I I walk out as soon as I got like a free moment where I wouldn't be distracting. I walk out to the back row and I go sit down beside her. And then this (laughs) flood of thoughts come rushing through my head because 
half the people at this church still really don't know that I'm divorced. They just notice my wife is just no longer around. So oh, shit. This, is <laughs> I, public, this is public. Like, and I realize I'm sitting at the back row of a church with a new girl that no one knows. And I didn't plan this situation. So amidst the faith differences, now she's popping in and she like, she's injected herself into my life. Mm-hmm. And that was shocking. I, I didn't really know how to process it. I walked her out the door, said, good seeing you. Maybe I'll check out your church next time. Did you walk her out in the middle of service or did you wait till it was over? Oh, I waited till it was over. <laughs> I thought you just like before service started, you're like, hey, I appreciate you coming by, but bitch, you got to go. You can't be in my, you, you just, you can't. Come here. Come Hindsight, here, I, here, probably, here, here. I probably should have, uh, but <laughs> I was so shocked and blown away that like she's here and like I haven't, I mean, no one knows I'm dating. I haven't made this public at all and some really close friends happen to go to this church like i don't it put me in a really awkward position so uh after service i walk her out say goodbye and you know i'm, I'm sitting here like well maybe you know maybe i'll check out your church sometime but mean meanwhile i i have no clue what her church does how their services even go so we we end up setting up a, a date number three and she comes to little rock i take her out to dinner and before we even finish the appetizers I realized that I'm breaking up with this girl. Like I have no so interest. Like, this beginning of date three, you you immediately immediately it hit me like I mean someone walked up and slapped me. It like I was oh. <laughs> we're sitting there eating jalapeno poppers and she just <laughs> she's looking off at the other side of the room and I look around the room and I'm like what the fuck am I doing here? Like I'm not <laughs> I'm not actually interested in this person. I. I like things about her. She's intriguing, but like, I don't want to keep dating her. I just don't. There's too much here to handle. And I I just, I'm simply not ready for it. I thought I was ready for dating. Just not ready for dating. So the really awkward part, Parker is, is that like, if you're in the middle of a date, it's really hard to fake your way through the rest of that date. When you know, this is the last time you're ever going to see this girl again. Mm -hmm. So I'm not proud of it. I'm a little bit ashamed of it, but I wrap up dinner pretty quick. They they bring it to us. I eat half of it. I say my stomach's bothering me. Can we get a to-go oh, box? Oh, no. I got stomach issues. I'm sorry, baby. I just can't. <laughs> little, little, little bubble guts tonight. I just, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> so we get our to-go boxes. We walk outside. She's being super nice. So empathetic. She's like, oh, my God. Like, we can stop. I'll, I'll run in the gas station, get you some Pepto. Like, what you know, whatever you need. And I'm like, that's I really appreciate that. that Honestly. I just, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> So I'm like, I appreciate it. I'll just, uh, you know what? I'll, I think I really just want to go to sleep. Like, I'm just really tired. I don't know where this came from, but I'm so sorry. And we're driving back to my apartment so I can drop her off. We're listening to music and she's asking me like, what songs are you into? And like, I'm playing her a couple songs that I like. And she's like, oh, I love that. Will you send me that Spotify playlist? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll send you that oh, playlist. Oh no, uh, you're checked out. <laughs> I'm, you're I'm, just, I'm done. I, I don't want to be dude. there anymore. You know, <laughs> we, so I drop her off. And uh, she leaves again, being very sweet. And I go inside and I'm like, okay, so that's it. I not only did I have to go through all the anguish of working up the courage to going on this first date, I've learned some things. I learned more about her. Now I have to break up with her. Holy shit. I have to break up with her. And then lo and behold, like here comes anger knocking at my door again. I am so pissed at my ex again. 
why did you put me in this position? Not only did I have to go out here and get on this first date and meet a stranger and try to establish a connection, but now I'm having to tell this stranger that I don't like you. I never want to see your face again. Please exit my life. Like, it's <laughs> a rough way to look at it. But yeah, that's what's happening. That's what that's that. Those were my emotional feelings like that's everything that was welling up is like shit like this is over so uh, the past three weeks of me and her talking now just like i'll just throw out the window because like i'm i'm just tapped out is that how life is now is that what all these dates are going to be is just people out here rejecting other people man fuck this like i don't want to be a part of this i'm gonna sit my happy ass in my apartment and play with my dog and just like die old and alone what it feels like though yeah like that's that's it so it wasn't all puppies and rainbows on the other side like it it definitely ended with some negative feelings and i can't say that i was just like super excited to get back out there but yeah so how long so third day doesn't go great you break up with her when you get home how long till you're back in the market are you are you taking a day so i actually didn't break up with her when i got home uh I was you too- what? <laughs> <laughs> After all that shit you just said, you held it out another day. Yeah. So the funny thing about that is, uh, I was scared of shit and didn't feel like confronting another adult that night and telling her all those things, telling her that, Hey, I don't think this is working out. I, I hadn't walked myself through that. I had barely gotten over the fact that I asked a person out on a first date, let alone tell them I don't want to see them again. I mean, what the process that it took for me to just work through all that I knew I couldn't do on a car ride home that lasted three songs. So mm. I just got out of the situation that night and I took some time to think about it. And the next day around probably about one o'clock, I ended up texting her and saying, Hey, like it's been great. It was really great getting to know you. Thank you for all the information you shared. I, th- I think we did have a connection, but I just, it's a little too much for me right now. I think I need to take a step back. And that didn't go well either. She uh, she sent me a very long <laughs> message telling me all the things that she wished we did together and all the things that she had hoped we would do together in the future. And I ignored that one. And then came another very long text message and then another very long text message. And then I felt like I really dodged a bullet and my decision was justified. So all in all, it panned out pretty well. (laughs) I mean, that's a, it's a great way to get validation on that. You made the right choice, right? Where you're just like, why are you still, what is happening? I felt guilty for about an hour. And then when, when the rest of that stuff popped out, I, I felt validated and I took my happy ass for a hike and was feeling pretty good. So you break up with her. Are you after those uh, unanswered text messages, are you right back on Hinge or Bumble or are you taking a few days to yourself? Did you actually mean well, that you weren't ready or are you just trying to get out of that conversation <laughs> with her? That was the thing. Like, I, I really wasn't sure, to be honest. I, I felt like I was possibly ready, but I also knew that went sideways. So now I'm left with the dilemma, okay, am I truly not ready to date or – you know, was, were we just really not a match that maybe this, this particular one just didn't work out. So I I did, honestly, I think I I did about the same thing that you did. I gave myself a couple of days and then I was like, well, you know, it doesn't hurt to look, let's see what else is out there. Maybe, maybe something else will go right. And that's what, that's really what dating was for me for a hot minute until I found purpose until hot boy summer and, and things really Mm -hmm. started lining up for me. I I just continued to, to go down a train of like, okay, I'm lonely. I think I should probably date or just see what else is out there. And I can take a slight negative spin on it like that, but I can also look back at a future lesson that I now know. And it was your next first date could be your last first date. 
just knowing mm-hmm. that like looking at myself in the mirror and saying, hey, man, I need you to do your research ahead of time. Don't just invest in every person because this can be exhausting. Like if I look back at my after action report, yes, the first day experience overall, I would say was a net positive because I learned a lot. I learned specific questions to ask. I learned what it's like to walk up to a complete stranger and say, hey, let's hang out for two hours. Uh, I learned mm-hmm. how awkward is it to go up and hug a stranger or do you shake hands? Is it like there's so many little intricate details that we'll get into in another episode that I was able to pull out of that situation. And so despite all of my anger at my ex for putting me here and despite this not going well and me having to try it again, you know what? One of these times this first date thing is going to click and I'll never have to go on another one again. I'll truly find my partner. And that is just honestly getting that lesson with that possibility hanging out there, uh, I mean, why not keep trying? I, I didn't want to give it too long. You know, I think within the next week or two, I was already talking with someone else and seeing where it would take me. And that sounds like something we're celebrating. Just getting back out there and just try and try again. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, it was, it definitely was worth celebrating. I, I learned a lot from it and there's, there's lessons there that got me to where I'm at now. And I'm, I'm extremely happy with that. And, uh, speaking of that, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what I'm celebrating this week. Cause honestly, I've been waiting to tell you this all day. Uh, I texted mm-hmm. you earlier, hoping to just throw you off your game and just randomly say, you did Spider-Man panic attack. <laughs> and I, <laughs> yep. I was hoping you would just think that was some crazy code word, but you didn't do anything. So I'm a little disappointed. Damn work. <laughs> <laughs> but so what I'm celebrating this week is something that I think is a very big move in the mental health community. And it's something that is going to bring a lot of normalization to kids uh, in particular that are going through mental health issues or just feeling a lot of emotions. So it was just released that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is going Mm -hmm. to be releasing a short film that is purely based around Miles Morales going through something traumatic and having a panic attack while also being Spider-Man. And that it's not just about him saving the city, but something that is just as important about being a hero is being able to call on your friends for help, be humble, and tell other people what's going on with you. And I just thought that was really crazy. I know it's just a small piece of news, but the fact that like our superheroes are even starting to develop this emotional intelligence and emotional depth that uh, we can now see portrayed on screen and as a great example for our kids. I mean, I know your youngest son absolutely loves Spider-Man. So the fact that he now gets to see one of his heroes, one of these action figures that he has in his room represent an emotional attack and he gets to watch him find a way to process through that, to me, just gives a whole new definition to the word hero. It's not just about beating up bad guys or slinging webs. It's actually about tackling what's going on in your mind and just expressing that. And I thought that was absolutely amazing. Well, you gave me some reading for the flight tomorrow, so because I have not heard of this, so I'll be Googling that later. (laughs) (laughs) My youngest would love that. And anytime I can weave in mental health with my kids and making them more aware of it, I'm I'm all in on it. So Yeah, supposedly uh, it's supposed to be released before for uh into the spider verse two and and i'm i'm really looking forward to it hell yeah well my celebration is not nearly as in-depth as yours is uh but i'm actually flying out tomorrow morning to go to dallas for a work event so i'm actually celebrating that because i work remotely and don't get to see my team that often so just getting to be together with people that I dedicate a lot of time to, uh yeah and we handle a lot of work in the trenches getting to see them in person getting to drink good drinks and eat good food for free, uh, getting to fly somewhere for free. 
uh, <laughs> and get a little vacation for free is always nice. So I'm celebrating that aspect of it. So, but it'll be a good time because we may even get to see uh, some of the girlfriend's family while we're down there because they live not too far away. So oh, she's going to go with this you. weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's coming. So she's my plus one and we get to go. I got my suit dry clean today. She got her dresses clean. So like she even washed all of her makeup brushes and everything like hell yeah. And she is full prepared to like, she's like, I'm not going looking busted. That was the direct quote. So no, I know uh, her. She's going to make you look good. She wants to make you <laughs> yeah. proud. This is that's fun, man. That's exciting. Yeah. It's going to be good, but it, you know, just a little, like, even though it's work, right. It's work, but not really. So it's, uh, it's nice. Just going to be, get away from the house for a few days. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Fly out Friday, fly back Sunday, pick the kids back up and go right back into dad mode. So, uh, I guess I would be celebrating opportunities cause, uh, I kind of manifested wanting to be able to travel a little bit for work just here and there and mm-hmm. be able to attend certain events and things. Cause I never got those opportunities at previous companies. So all of that's coming true. So it's, it's a big, it's a big thing for me. I'm excited. That's awesome, man. Congratulations. I love that. Tell so, me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. Uh, please check out our website at www.congratulationsnetwork.com. We got our merch live now. We also have links to our Discord community. We're wanting to get the ball rolling on that one. And as always, don't forget to celebrate yourself, keep your mental health in check, and keep growing. Hit that woo. Woo! Congratulations. Congratulations.